Hi everyone! Welcome to CoCaps, a podcast where we share our everyday experiences of running a home, building a family, and everything in between. My name is Gretchen. And I'm Kayo. Join us as we lead our team of five and come up with our own playbook to compete in the biggest challenge that is life. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us this afternoon for our pilot episode. Before anything else, do follow us on Instagram at cocaps. So that's C-O-C-A-P-T-S, as in co-captains. You can also follow me at Gretchen Gatan and our pets at Boo and Bellatrix. But I guess, yeah, before we jump to our topic, allow us to introduce ourselves first. I think it's only fitting since this is the pilot episode. So who are we? We are Kayo and Gretchen. Yay. <laughs> and we've been married. By the time we launched this podcast, we have been married for two years already. So we celebrate our wedding anniversary every September 13. But before that, we were together for about six years. And how did we meet? Well, we actually met through Ultimate Frisbee. But before that, we were already somehow connected, which is such a small world. Kaya's dad, Papa Joey, was actually my brother Ram's volleyball coach back in grade school, so in Ateneo. My brother, he played for the varsity team for a few years. And yeah, it was such a coincidence that he played under Papa. Which is why until now, whenever my brother sees my father-in-law during family events, he still calls him Coach Joey. (laughs) (laughs) And then... Aside from that, Kaya's youngest brother, Chino, also became my friend early in college, also in the Ateneo. Earlier than she met me. Yeah, earlier than I met you because we became friends in college. And we were, because of Frisbee also, we became Frisbee teammates for the, I think it was the IAC or something like that. I forgot. But we were teammates. And yeah, so we were already somehow acquainted, but we really became good friends in 2010 or 11. We started playing Frisbee. Well, I was fourth year high school when I started, but at that time... I already graduated. I'm yeah. a match ahead. At that time, I I was still playing for a different team, and then Kai was also playing for a different team. So we only... like knew of each other, I guess. Yeah, because she's a top-tier player. Sure. (laughs) And then it was actually when I wanted to start playing for a more competitive team, I guess, that Kaya invited me to play for his team. And he appointed me as his co-captain, hence our podcast's name. Co-caps. (laughs) Co-caps. Yeah, but, so... But did, just to be clear, I did not pirate you from your other team. You were no, yeah, I, after, invited to play with us. Yeah, I, I, I played... After I played for several teams, like, I... I don't know, I guess I was trying to look for a team where I could feel most at home. And I felt that with Kaya's team. Because <laughs> there was no training. <laughs> <laughs> 
anyway, we yeah, we were friends from 2011 to 2012. And then I think, yeah, you started courting, courting around yeah, 20, yeah, 2013. And we got together on December 13, 2013. So why is 13 very special? So 13 was actually my softball jersey number. So prior to Ultimate, I was a competitive softball player. So I started playing from grade school and then all the way to high school. In college, I was in the UAAP. But, and I actually simultaneously played it with Ultimate Frisbee. And yeah, 13 was always just my jersey number growing up. And Kyle... Coincidentally. Yeah. <laughs> it was his basketball jersey number. Yeah, in high school. <laughs> and then we, when we became teammates, we semi-argued over it because, yeah, he was captain and that was his jersey number, but I wanted it. It was a privilege. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that explains briefly why 13 is so special to us. And that's why I guess Kayo timed it. He asked me to be his girlfriend on December 13, 2013, which happened to be a Friday the 13th. We were in Bohol that time. Which is also why the wedding was set on September 13, which was also a Friday, Friday the 13th. Yeah, we got married six years later. <laughs> I was supposed to be December 13. Supposedly, yeah, we actually or um originally our wedding date was supposed to be December thirteenth. But we couldn't get the venue because it was already taken at the time. Yeah. Venue for the reception. For the reception, which was said the Vertis North. But looking back, I am so glad that we got married earlier, months earlier. Yeah, that's true. I didn't I didn't think that there is some form of anxiety <laughs> while waiting for the event because of all the preparations. That the preparations. Uh, Just to, to give a background, we got engaged a year before, or August 27, 2018. So our wedding took place like a year and a uh, one year and one month. Yeah, later. which but if yeah. had we gotten the December, the December 13, oh my gosh, that would have been I mean, yeah. a longer wait. Because even like the whole adjustment after getting married, like moving in together, that that was quite tiring. <laughs> like moving into our own place and then adjusting our, well, my pets. That, that was the most difficult part of it, I think. The, <laughs> the pets. It wasn't yes. just... Not the pets, the pet. The pet. Probably Boo Boo was a problem. <laughs> Bella wasn't the problem. Bella adjusted quite quite fast. So I guess, yeah, since we mentioned the pets already, who are part of our team? Because <laughs> aside from us, we're actually expecting our firstborn. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I am six months pregnant. So we're expecting. To give birth end of December or early January. And then we have, as mentioned, Boo Boo, our 10-year-old Shih Tzu, who is a very, very clingy dog. Old man Boo Boo. <laughs> Mr. Boo Boo. And then we have Bellatrix, our beautiful Persian doll face. She's four years old. So I think what makes people get so fascinated by them is their relationship with each other. It's like we have our own Garfield and Odia. Yeah. <laughs> I think they represent both very well. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Bella not being that not being that fat. 
Yeah. Yet. Yeah. So why did we come up with a podcast called CoCaps? Well, for one, we love talking to each other. <laughs> it's also because, I mean, we love talking to each other because we spent a huge chunk of our time uh, when we were, before we were married, uh, we would drive to work. Yeah, so we both live in Quezon City. Yeah, and work in, worked in Makati. So everyone knows how bad traffic can be <laughs> during the weekday. Yeah, and so our routine was Kayo in the morning would pick me up. His his house was probably around 10 minutes away from mine, 10 to 15, depending on the traffic. Depending on the traffic. And yeah, from there, we would uh, ride together to Makati because our offices were also quite near each other in Makati. And we did that for like six years. We've tried every route, not just Ed's. <laughs> We've done the whole Quezon City for practical purposes. Yeah. It seemed like Edsa was a shorter distance but still took longer yeah. than others. But yeah, I think being stuck in traffic together for six years really solidified the way we <laughs> communicated. Because what else were we to do <laughs> aside from saying eat? Eat. eat. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I think being a young married couple who's about to start a family... For sure, well, we've gone through experiences and we're about to go through experiences and challenges that others might be able to relate to. Yeah, so we just want to share our experiences. Hopefully, we are able to give feedback to or input to people who will just be having their own firstborn pretty yeah. soon also or people who just got a, a dog and a, a cat. Dog and, a ca- and I think a lot are getting are starting to become pet parents. Well, at least, like, in my group of friends, like... Getting their own fur babies. Yes, who recently got their own fur babies. And, like, they would message me to ask questions. (laughs) Being, like, I guess I'm a veteran pet parent. I've been a pet parent for 10 years now. (laughs) Even Boo-Boo's a veteran now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we're hoping that by sharing our experiences, you know, people can pick up a thing or two. We're not experts, though. I think we're far from experts. I mean, most of the things that we went through and that we're about to go through, it's going to be for the first time. But that's how you learn. And hopefully through this podcast, like Kayo and I can learn together and also learn with you guys. Yeah, I mean, eventually, hopefully we get to be able to reach out to listeners. Yeah. And I guess... We'll also be talking about a lot of other different topics. So we're yeah. not really tied down to, you know, taking care of our pets. Yes, aside from like parenting family. and pet care. Yeah, I'm like, pretty sure there's so much more we can talk about. Yeah, everything under the sun really. Like from marriage to relationships to home. like Wrestling. Wrestling. To fandoms. <laughs> yeah, we have our fandoms. <laughs> So just about any topic, I guess, that we're both into and that we would love to talk about. <laughs> There's no real particular reason that we went with a podcast. I think it's a nice medium for us to try out. Yeah. So far, it's been fun practicing doing this. Yes, we practiced once before this. <laughs> Super fun. <laughs> <laughs>
And I guess now that we're done sort of introducing ourselves, we can jump into our topic, which is uh, looking back on our wedding, you know, sharing our thoughts on on our wedding day, which I'm sure is not quite, is very different to the weddings now because of the ongoing pandemic. So anyway, looking back on our wedding... We got married in Santa Rita de Casha Parish, which is actually our village church. So it's the church where Kai was baptized in. The church It's the church in his village where he grew up and where he lived and where we now where currently we live. Now. Where we currently <laughs> live. And yeah, I think like I remember talking to Kayo about that church because uh before we got married, I used to actually hear mass sometimes with his family on Sundays in that church. And so like we I was it was such a familiar church already that I one time joked to Kayo, like, what if we just if we if we get married in the future, what if we just get married here? Cause it is such a beautiful church. Like a lot of guests and friends who saw the church for the first time during our wedding commented that it was a nice church. And they didn't know that there was a church like that in Quezon City. <laughs> it didn't always look that well, nice, though. But yeah, but it was, I mean, eventually, the people who are managing the church, yeah. kudos to them, because they really did a good yeah. job in not just maintaining, but you know, really developing. Yeah, the, and it's air-conditioned. Yeah, the overall church itself and the services that they provide. Yeah. And for me, I like that it's not too big and not too small. Because I don't know about other brides, but with me, I knew that I didn't want a really long walk down the aisle, which I've seen like in way bigger churches. <laughs> yeah, it was just, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's a, it's a preference thing. I didn't want to walk too long down the aisle. And Santa Rita's aisle was just right for me. I wonder if grooms also think about that. <laughs> I didn't really think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I wonder the grooms, because like the grooms usually well, are the first. What if you were in a church that I wasn't familiar with? Yeah, probably still wouldn't have thought about it. Yeah, I don't know. No, I think it it will depend on how big the church. If it was a really big church, like a cathedral type, like Manila Cathedral. Ah, uh, maybe, maybe that's long. <laughs> maybe brides think about it more also because of the comfort level. Probably. I mean, it's much know, like, easier for us to walk in our yeah. leather shoes than <laughs> you you would in your heels. Even if, I guess even if you're using wedges. Yeah, I don't know. Like, well, I I did think about the comfort also because I wore shoes that I wasn't sure I had broken in enough. Because <laughs> the shoes I actually wore a different pair of shoes to the reception, so I wore. Um, these really pretty Kate Spade shoes during the ceremony. And the heels weren't even that high. It was probably just an inch or at most 1.5. But yeah, like I tried as much as possible before the wedding to wear them and practice walking in them. But I was so scared that I'd trip in them, which didn't happen. <laughs> and then yeah in terms of comfort they weren't they were really pretty shoes but they weren't the most comfortable (laughs) 
that's why my you call them the bride manager they're part of the wedding coordinator's team the bride manager already told me to give her the shoes that I plan to wear to the reception so that I could easily change into them after the ceremony. Those shoes were really comfortable. Like, I lasted all night in them. (laughs) So anyway, what were our favorite moments from the wedding? I had a lot of favorite moments. Like... The end. (laughs) Yeah, Kaya's is probably the, the end of the whole thing <laughs> yeah again it's really more of just getting everything finally done finally completed after more than a year of preparation because <laughs> you don't really start the preparations right away i mean i mean i guess it depends on when or how long yeah the wedding date is from i guess the time you get engaged or yeah something like that but uh within a, a year <laughs> a year was turned, long. Turned out, yeah, a year was actually yeah. pretty long. Yeah. And I think usually, well, this was before the pandemic, right? So the reason that usually weddings take a year to plan, it's mostly because of the venues. So the church, the availability of the church, oh, yeah. and then also the availability of the reception. And like, for example, with us, the original date that we wanted, we couldn't get it anymore because... It was already booked. Yeah, even if it was much farther yeah. away. <laughs> away, yeah. So three, four months away. Yeah, so I guess that's why. But now I think we're seeing shorter engagements because for one, it's easier to plan, I guess, a smaller wedding. <laughs> and venues like people some people choose to get married at home i think so venue isn't really a problem anymore or not as much not a, yeah not yeah do all venues already allow events I, i'm not sure point, if not sure. i mean since it's still mecq right but during the gcq i know that small uh, restaurants hosted small weddings so there were those options for couples oh, yeah, I mean, now I'm, we have friends that didn't get married, church wedding. Yeah, yeah. During the pandemic. Like the my, pandemic. I think a good example would be my brother who got married uh, during the pandemic last October. And it was just held in my grandmother's house. So it was a beautiful, intimate wedding. But yeah, because it was held in my grandmother's house, like it was just so easy to set up. Like the venue was right there. <laughs> yeah, and you really just had to limit the people. The coming. people, yeah. We were less than 30. It was just the immediate family of the bride and the groom. That's it. Okay, so other favorite moments. Well, for, for Kai, it was the end of the program. Mine was actually from the beginning. <laughs> like, like I, I was beyond happy that Bishop Sok was able to officiate our marriage. So quick backstory, uh, Bishop Sok, like, even before Kayo proposed to me, like, I already knew growing up that I really wanted Bishop Sok to be the one to officiate my marriage. So it was a dream come true for me because Bishop Sok was actually the one who um, did my first communion. He was the one who did my confirmation and then my grade school graduation mass and my high school graduation mass. So like every 
almost every Catholic milestone, he was there. And yeah, like I also really wanted him to be the one to do my marriage. At that time, well, like months before the wedding, when I already mentioned that to my parents and my Nino Randy, who is quite close to Bishop Sok, uh, Nino Randy, who is also our principal sponsor, by the way, he tried to help us out. So not tried, he helped. Yeah, actually, sorry, not tried. He really helped us out. Like yeah, we are every, eternally grateful. Yeah, because Bishop Sok isn't based here in Metro Manila. He's based in Pangasinan. So we had to schedule several trips to catch him there. And yeah, like I think um maybe three or four months before the wedding, we were able to meet with him one morning and I asked him if he was available on September 13. And he said yes, like he even calendared it on his phone. But, you know, knowing Bishop Sok, he's a very, very busy guy. Like, his schedule, especially that time, it was quite hectic. Like, he was flying in and out of the country and all of that. So, even if he had said yes, like, a part of me still feared that something might happen on the day itself that he wouldn't be able to make it. Which is why we had to ask the church. The parish priest. Yeah, the parish priest. Santa Rita. We could get a priest available. Yeah, like, as backup. As backup. And I think they also kind of knew because <laughs> um, they also knew how hectic Bishop's schedule was. So they were prepared, I guess, also just in case. So yeah, like from the, I think it was like a couple of days before the wedding, The we- our wedding coordinator naturally had to make sure like all the suppliers were set. And she also texted Bishop. To remind him of the schedule, like what time to be at the church and all of that. And his only reply was, God willing. So that scared me also. <laughs> like, I'll never forget that reply to God Angela. Willing. And Angela, our wedding coordinator, she's the best wedding coordinator. Um, like, I'm still friends with her. And yeah, like, I'll never forget that story when she told me that because I was like, oh my gosh, what does that mean? But yeah, like, up until the wedding day itself, I didn't know if he was gonna be there. So the moment that I found out, and I only found out literally when I was already inside the bridal car, outside the church, and everyone was waiting for me already. That was the only time I found out that it was, that he was there, that it was him who was going to officiate our marriage. And that was, one out of the two times that I cried <laughs> during that day. Because I didn't even cry walking down the aisle. Like a lot of people, I think, expected me to, but I didn't. And yeah, all throughout the ceremony, I didn't cry. I was smiling from ear to ear the whole time. Kayo cried. <laughs> he cried when he saw me walking down the aisle. <laughs> That's what all the photographers wait for. That's what all the guests wait for. Like, every time I attend the wedding, I always look at the groom. <laughs> and then, yeah, the, the other, the only other time I cried was when I had my father-daughter dance. And it was because my dad, who isn't, who isn't a man of many words, while we were dancing. What was the song we were dancing to? Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, Beauty and the How Does the Moment Last Forever? So we were dancing to that song, and then my dad just whispered to me that 
he may not be very vocal, but that he was really happy I found Kayo. So I started crying. <laughs> okay, so what else were my favorite moments? A lot. Like the little details that made the wedding so much more meaningful. Like my... The wedding invites. It was my sister who designed the wedding, the flowers of our wedding invites, which we end up using in almost every wedding collateral, marketing collateral. I don't know. What marketing. <laughs> marketing the wedding. <laughs> and then my cousin, Pauline. So my sister was my maid of honor. And then my, uh, my cousin, Pauline, she was one of the bridesmaids. She made... Oh, sorry. My sister made the flowers and the wedding logo. And then my cousin helped her by sketching the, what do you call that? The dress code? Attire. The attire, yeah. I asked her to to draw like a groom in a barong. Because we wanted all the guests to be in barong. <laughs> except except for someone who arrived in a suit. Named it, uh, she did Tauta. not receive the memo. Tauta Angelo Malini, who did not get the invite and who sadly didn't have social media, so he didn't see the digital invite either, I think. I'm glad he's still right though, because yeah. he was the he was the party animal. Yeah. Like the- he he made the wedding, the after party so much funner. Anyway, yeah, so the wedding invitations, which my sister and cousin helped put together. And then Hannah, my one of my closest friends from college, she did the coll- the calligraphy or, of our wedding invitations. And then it took a village. My cousins and my sister had to do the, wow. the wax stamps, 200 or more of those. So it was really like a labor of love, the invites. But they turned out to be the prettiest invites. I, I was so in love with it. I think another special moment for me was Chino being my first Fragada friend, Fragada brother friend. Um, He was actually the one who drove me to the church from the hotel. And we didn't even rent the bridal car anymore. We just used one of Papa's cars. So that was like... um. I mean, until now, I still see the car every day. So every time I see it, I'm reminded of the wedding also. And then our wedding rings. Our wedding rings were actually gifts to us by my parents. Because that was something that they... Like, my mom really insisted that she give. Because they wanted it to be their wedding gift to us. So the wedding rings. Mine is... um. It's a half eternity band, like with 13, st- 13 diamonds. Half infinity. Half in- <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, so it has 13 diamonds. Again, the, the 13 recurring, even in our wedding rings. Cord and Ari have a very special story because they were. For the same ones my parents used, yeah. During their wedding. During their wedding. And. I know that the coins used came from like the antique collection of my great grand your great grandfather or mother, yeah. My dad's Lola. Yeah. So when we got engaged, that was one of the first things that that Mama prepared. She got those and 
she had the heart melted because the heart had their names on it. So she had it, um, I don't know how you do it, but she had their names erased and then had ours engraved instead. And then, so yeah, you have the core, the eye, even the veil has a story because my best friend and the matron of honor, the veil that she used during her wedding a couple of months before ours, I was her veil sponsor. So that was the same veil I put on her. And I didn't have the, for the secondary sponsor, I didn't have like a veil. We didn't have a veil yet. So we just borrowed that one. And yeah, so that was, that ended up to be my something borrowed. And then at the end of the ceremony, we had, we had Boo Boo there to welcome us as a married couple. We even had a few photos with him and, you know, having Kuya Jake's older brother as our wedding host and my uncle as our DJ. <laughs> Like, everything about the wedding really became even more special because of those little stories. Yeah, so take away from this. Look for friends. <laughs> because I think we were able to save a lot on... Oh yeah, definitely. And I yeah. Think that it's a really good idea to get some of your friends involved yeah, also. Because that's true. I think one theme... That uh, you could see throughout the event, and I'm pretty sure we could say this for weddings in general, is that you will f- really feel the love. Yes. From yeah. family, from friends, before, during, and even after even the after. event. Yeah. What else? I think Gaio has other favorite moments aside from the end. Yeah, the flowers for the church. <laughs> <laughs> Also became um, not really a concern, but uh, it was really well. Those the we, flowers you wanted, uh, yeah, they, they couldn't guarantee. Yeah, they could provide the, the what, what? What was it? The ka- uh, no, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's backstory <laughs> on the flowers. Uh, so that was one of the nice things also that our church provided when you book the church. It already comes with free flowers. Aircon. Yeah, that they <laughs> that they use to decorate um the aisle. And they they had two kinds. I forgot the other one, but the one I really like from all the times that I heard mass in Santa Rita. And sometimes we would see the flowers set up already, usually if there was a wedding after the mass. So I knew how the church looked like with those calla lilies, and I really wanted calla lilies. But yeah, the the one assigned to that, her name was Marimar, I think, right? Marimar, I think. Oh. Yeah. She, I mean, every time we messaged her, she would really say, like, I promise if there are calla lilies. I think it was Marimar. I, that was the name written on the paper. Like, but she was. She always said that if there were kala lily flowers available on that day, she would definitely get it. And so she did. Yeah. Which is one of the small things that we did appreciate. Yeah. And uh, apart from all, all that, I guess, you know, putting all your trust in the suppliers. In the suppliers, yeah. Uh, well, no doubt, though, like... From I'm not saying I doubt it, but again, you know, there's having everything prepared, and then it's like a game. It's like yeah. a, a frisbee game. 
you know, you, you trained, although we didn't really train before as a team. <laughs> we did everything that we could to make yeah. the day happen. <laughs> and when the day comes, you know, you still don't know how it's everything's going to play out. out. Yeah. Yeah. Solid suppliers. Yeah. We, we were suppliers. so happy with our suppliers. Shout out to all of them if you're listening. <laughs> you can check out Gretchen's post. Yeah, I did write a blog post because I, as a way to thank our suppliers and also for us to commemorate that day, I sort of listed down all our suppliers from, yeah, for everything from the church to the reception to the coordinator and event stylist. It's all there. Yeah, so if you haven't, if you haven't followed yet or yeah. are not aware, Gretchen has a blog. It's called Greta's Junkyard. So just check it out on Gretasjunkyard.com. Yeah. It's full of beauty. Beauty, lifestyle. lifestyle. Well, I would also write travel before. Not, not, not right now, but I recently started a new category to document my pregnancy journey. So if you're also pregnant and you want to know... Like my skincare routine while pregnant and all of that. I think that's like the number one question I get asked by pregnant moms now. Like, what's your skincare routine? So I'll copy it. You can check out that post. <laughs> if any of you want to know what my skincare routine is, it's just safe for <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> No, he's not kidding. <laughs> Safeguard from the bottle. Pump bottle. I, um, I did give him a facial wash to use. I use it sometimes. He only uses it sometimes when he remembers or feels like it. Sometimes. Yeah, sorry. Going back, I don't think it's a small thing from the event, but the after party was was pretty solid. Though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we I had so much fun the f- during the after party. Yeah, seeing... We didn't expect everyone to actually stay, stay behind. Yeah. In, and we're talking everyone. Like, including the seniors. Yeah, we had uh, someone from Gretchen's side who was 90 plus. years. And you could yeah. see him dancing <laughs> on the floor. Um, yeah. I think it was also because we... Our DJ, uh, Gretchen's Tito. Yeah, he put, he put together the right mix of... Generational, yeah, <laughs> genre, yeah, like genres from the seventies and up until, and and then he also played some more contemporary dance songs. But yeah, but yeah, all I these think, songs that we really knew, so yeah, that held us back up until two thousand. Yeah, then <laughs> like I don't know, like for some of you who have done like a batch Boracay and you'd have that batch Bora song. I think there were some songs there that were much more songs, so our friends were able to like really dance to them. <laughs> but I think for me, what was really fun about the after party was yeah, re- seeing our family stay the whole time. Like I didn't expect everyone to stay, but yeah, after the end of the program and when the after party started, I actually anticipated some people to start leaving already. But no, like the ballroom was still packed because the dance floor was so full. Some people were dancing on the sides in their little groups. And it was just so fun to see. Like if I could, if I had Hermione Granger's time turner, I'd really want to go back to that and just... And save Buckbeak. <laughs> or save Harry's parents. <laughs> I'd want to like watch that again just because it was so fun. 
And I think the reason also that it was quite a big deal to both sides. It's because we were the first, I mean, yeah, we're the first ones yeah, on both sides immediate families. to get married. For Kaya, not just immediate, I think even among the cousins, among your cousins, both mom and dad's side. Me, I was the first one to get married and my mom's side of the family. So I'm the eldest couple. I'm the third on both sides. <laughs> yeah, so I think that made it all the more. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if like my titas, titos, titas, or the uncles, aunts had any expectation of, uh, you know, how one of their little nephews, nephews yeah, yeah. is already getting married. <laughs> I don't know what they were, th- I don't know what was going through their heads yeah. also, because. Like for the longest time, I guess, especially like for us, uh, we also came to a point wherein we had this gap between those who already graduated and are working, and we still have the batch of cousins, the little kids, still, yeah, okay. the younger ones who are not so little anymore. And I think the wedding actually made them realize yeah. more that you know the the kids are already old enough, or the kids are already old. You mentioned it last time, and I think it's because you're the well, your once little cousins who aren't so little anymore because they didn't have to be like baby, baby sat. <laughs> like I think that's why your uncles and aunts also enjoyed the after party. Yeah, because they were already there; they were able yeah. to <laughs> enjoy the event with yeah, everyone. With everyone, our, our youngest in among the cousins. So much taller than I am. Yeah. These kids are eating or what they're being fed by. Oh, the younger <laughs> ones, unusually much taller than we were at their age. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, you know, the after party was really fun. and Yeah. Like we, I honestly didn't, like it was my first time seeing some of my relatives dancing, especially my Nino Randy. I never see him dance. That was the first time I saw him dance. And I think same goes for Kayo. Like, he has never seen some of his titos and titas, like, really dancing. But there they were. It was really some party. And I actually didn't expect the alcohol to get wiped out (laughs) that fast. Considering we bought a lot of alcohol. Yeah, I was hoping there would be some left also for us to get some alcohol. But there were none. Everyone enjoyed. Yeah. Okay, so... What advice do we want to give couples who are about to plan their wedding, especially while there's an ongoing pandemic? I guess for one, it's the convenience of the venue. I mean, the pandemic really changed the wedding game. and <laughs> Changed not just the wedding game. Yeah, well, everything, everything. But I mean, for those who recently got engaged and are planning a wedding, I, like I said a while ago, it's so much different. But what's, you know, what's not different, or maybe it's the same, just done online, it's acquiring all the necessary papers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's super... Like, I think if like, there was anything that was the most challenging... Most tedious. It, yeah, the mo- not, most, most tedious. It was... Um, sorry, if you hear bells, that's Bella walking around the room because she's bored. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it was really processing all the papers because some, like, 
not some, I think everything had like a certain validity. So you could only get those papers at a certain time. Prior to the wedding. Prior to the wedding, yeah. So you have your certificate of no marriage. And then you need you needed we needed something from the city hall, the license itself. But to get the license, you needed to complete all the other requirements. And the city hall's requirements, it's different from the church requirements also. So if you're gonna have a church wedding, you're gonna need to get your baptismal certificate, which was a little bit hassle for me because I actually found out that I wasn't baptized in Metro Manila. I was baptized in the province. So my parents had to help me get it. Your confirmation certificate also. Yeah. Yeah. From your school. From the, well, from the church from the that church. your school was yeah. partnered with. What else? Are there? Oh, well, you have to attend um, a government-mandated family planning seminar. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to get married in Quezon City, well, the one we went to was the one in Cobao. It's across. in front of Nebaki, right across Nebaki Mart. That yeah. Area. yeah. So, across meaning you cross EDSA. Yeah. Well, I'm parking. <laughs> there was no parking. Yeah, so if you're going to have to go there. Yeah. I don't know, like, how it is now, though, with the pandemic. Like, if it's possible to get everything online instead. They should make it that way. Yeah. Oh, but what we did also enjoy, we we voluntarily attended the Ateneo Sefam. I forgot what Sefam stood for. <laughs> um, let me just Google that real quick. <laughs> Center for Family Ministries. Center for Family Ministries. Yeah, so we that was the the one that we attended. Like our church actually offered that also, but we decided to attend the it was a two-day seminar of um Sefam. It was highly recommended by a lot of friends. And yeah, you learn so much. Like apparently oh, they say you're supposed to attend that. Before the engagement, <laughs> not, not, but not, not I mean, really. I mean, not really. So that you should yeah. follow that, but it's more of uh, it gives you a better idea of uh, making the decision of getting yeah. married if you choose to attend it yeah. before you get engaged versus attending it that you're already you're already engaged. Yeah, but it's a nice. I mean, I guess for some couples, it's an eye opener, but. I think what that taught me was that you're not just marrying your girlfriend, your partner. You're also marrying into the family. <laughs> no, that's what that's what that taught me. <laughs> not just marrying Gretchen. You're marrying Boo Boo. Marrying Bella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think also after attending that, like I was able to really solidify that. Yeah, like. Kayo and I are so aligned in all of these things. Like we both want we're on the same page when it comes to when it comes to like raising a family and all. And what school our kids will be going to? Well, if it's a boy, of Like what else did Oh yeah, and like the I remember the facilitator who did the well, it wasn't an interview, she just facilitated when we had to go through our answers, our individual answers, and she was so surprised that our answers were so aligned. 
And like we had to tell her, like, oh, you know, six years of being stuck in traffic together does that. <laughs> yeah, and that we also used to talk about things. Yeah. Anyway, which also was just proven more yeah, by, by that those sessions. But yeah, it was a fun experience. What, two yeah. days? Two days? A weekend? Online. It's a week. Yeah, a weekend. Like we had, we, it wasn't um, a sleepover. Like you, we had to go on yeah, a Saturday and then on a Sunday. And I think, yeah, they still offer it now through online, like through online sessions. So if you are thinking about it, like we highly recommend. Yeah. So what else um do we, what what else would we want to <laughs> advise? It's I mean, it's kinda hard because the pandemic I mean the pandemic really changed things, right? And but I think one thing that wouldn't change would be the convenience of a venue. Like you want it to be as close to your guests as possible. Like us, that was our priority. Like when we got married in Santarita we didn't want the reception venue to be too far away. Yeah, because, I mean, considering also the guests. Yeah, and traffic. The traffic, because it was a Friday. Friday, Friday, yeah. We even had guests coming much later after. Yeah, because they came from like the the south. Yeah. Coming from work. But yeah, I think Sedo Virtus North was a really good, good location for, I mean, a good venue. Yeah, given the church that the, yeah. we had the ceremony in. I guess with the pandemic also, at least there's much less of a headcount for the event, which kind of equates to less expenses. expenses. Yeah, that's true. Because I think I mean, the see- bulk of the wedding expenses would be the food. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're paying per head. and with less heads to pay for. Yeah, definitely. You're definitely going to save a lot. You'll save more. Yeah. Um, I, I guess in place of, you know, at, attendance of people or being, being able to celebrate yeah. the event with other people. But at this point, I guess we really have to comply. Yeah. And I think, there, I mean, there's, there's also something beautif- beautiful about an intimate wedding. Like, you really have only just your closest family and friends there. Like in my brother's case, I fell in love with how intimate his wedding was. It was just literally the immediate families of both. And like, I think it allowed everyone to really get to know each other better, at least both families. Plus the fact that it was held in my grandmother's house. Like, it was just so convenient for everyone. (laughs) Okay. So I guess that's it for this afternoon's topic. It was really just we wanted to look back. We wanted an we well, I wanted an excuse to look back on the wedding. And I hope that you guys picked up something. Again, if you wanna know our suppliers, I wrote a blog post about it. And yeah, I can't wait for us to tackle the next topic. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed taking a trip down memory lane with us. If you liked our topic, please like, comment, and share it on social media. If you have any questions, you can easily reach us on Instagram at cocaps, that's C-O-C-A-P-T-S, short for co-captains. Or you can also email us at cocapsthepodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to also suggest topics that you want us to cover or talk about in the next episode. So, yeah. 
Thanks again, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Till the next episode. Bye.